from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask. As a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network, here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on this Frozen 4 preview broadcast podcast of the College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight, 18 stories high above the Colorado River, the beautiful uh, Tropicana Inn in Laughlin, Nevada, as I prepare for a second week of work in the uh, Nevada, California, Arizona region. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from that uh, big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island. Paul, how are things? Um, did I break into somebody's house? <laughs> I don't know if he did. That's a You shouldn't be. Well, you're talking about a palatial estate. I don't live in one of those, so I don't know if I am in one of those. Then I must have broken into somebody's house. Well, you're so close to the Hamptons that that would happen easily, I would think. <sighs> yeah, well, they have bo- they have guards at the at the border oh, okay. of the Hamptons. They don't, you know, you got to, you know, you have to show either that you live there or you, you know, you're one of the, you know, you work in the servants' quarters or whatever. You know, I mean, yeah, I get it. They don't let us work in stiffs in there. Okay. You know, we actually work there. All right. Well, anyway, how are things on the island? Um, well, it'd be a lot better if I, if, if I didn't feel like I had a sinus infection all day. Uh, I had one of those as well. Um, I went and forced. It was, so, it, was a, so, it was a nice day for the first time in weeks, and I just forced myself out. Nice. Nice. I had I, I couldn't not do it. I walked the dogs or whatever. You didn't go to Bridgeport, did you? I did not. Um, you know, um, I don't have the chauffeur, chauffeur taking me places. I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> or the you know. boat? <laughs> yeah, well, it would have been the boat in this case. Um, I hear you. Uh, the, well, anyway, the, let, let, the, we're the, done with all that stuff. All right. First of all, how can we be previewing the Frozen Four? 
without talking about the game. It'll take us the whole show to talk about the games that got to the Frozen Four. No, I know. We are, but we I got to let people know that we know who the four teams are now. If you've been under a rock in college hockey and you don't know who they are, we do know the combatants, if you will, that will be playing in Tampa Bay uh, in well, just uh, over a week, a little over a week and a half or so. Yeah, well, if we didn't, then we should uh, so, just stop no matter what. Yeah, let's do it backwards. Let's let's talk about the four teams that are going. Then we'll talk about how those four teams got in. Fair enough? Oh, uh, whatever. You're you're the boss. I just follow <laughs> your lead. And then we got to talk about the transfer portal a little bit tonight again. We got to well, react just a, a little bit more to Coach Powers from Tuesday night. Uh, that's uh, that's fine. I mean, we're going to be sitting here talking about the transfer portal for the next six weeks anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, because that's, you know, unless you're one of the four teams that are left and, you know, you still have 60 days from when you play your last game to do that right now, or just it's what uh, it's it's what we, you know, it's what's there. I mean. Um, you know, there's all kinds of, 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 of stuff getting into the portal and, um, you know, it's just the craziness that we've come to accept, expect, I don't know what the phrase is. Uh, well, the other of- thing, Paul, is, is guys are making their debuts into, uh, NHL, AHL, ECHL, um, and there's going to be more to come. Certainly after this oh, weekend. Oh, no, 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 I don't think there's any and, question about that. And there's going to be more to come after the Frozen Four as well. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, there's going to be more, you know, after this weekend. I mean, you know, when the, the, there are now 12 less teams playing. So you're going to have. You know, now these guys are going to sign or they're going to they're going to do whatever it is they do. Um, you know, I mean, uh, there's all kinds of 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 things that that we're going to see because, you know, this is this is how it goes. I mean, basically, you know, these, you know, players have to figure out where they're going and um, whether or not they're going to sign or whether or not they're going to uh, move around. Um, you know, I mean, this is basically, you know, the college hockey free agency is, is what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, it, re- it really is. And I, I guess what I'm getting more into tonight is uh, – the, the guys that make the jump that are getting the opportunity to play. Um, and we'll, I don't want to give anything away because people already know who I'm going to talk about first on this list. But um, anyway, uh, let, let's go backwards from today's championship regional games and uh, yesterday's championship regional games. And then we'll go back to Friday and back to Thursday. But uh, the final one just ended. Uh, I believe you told me this might have been the best game of all of them. Well, yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, the 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 game the the game that just ended with Michigan um, beating Penn State less than a minute into overtime on a brilliant, brilliant shot by Mackie Semiskevich. 
Um, oh, that kid's a player, and he, he doesn't get I nearly mean, the credit on that roster that he should. I mean, it was not – it wasn't a three-on-two rush for Michigan. Um, I, I almost want to say it was almost like a three-on-two-and-a-half-ish. But there were enough players on the rush between both teams, and Samuskevich took the puck and just went to the middle of the ice. And uh, Soulier, the goalie for Penn State, had no shot, no chance. I don't even think he saw it. I don't think he, if you look if you look at the um, if you look at the replay, I, I think you'll see that the puck was almost past him before he moved. I mean, uh, Samuskevich set up the screen beautifully and took the shot i mean it was um wow it was just it was like a, it was just a great great shot and and it was um uh, a situation where like i said i mean it's just the game was up and down the penn state scored on a, on its first power play um and kill considering that they were one of the worst teams in the country in penalty kill all year, killed Michigan's first three power plays. Um, but when your penalty kill is, is ranked at the bottom after the full season, and it was, it was, it was in the mid-50s, um, that's going to come back to bite you if you can't stay out of the box. Yeah, that is a fact. So the final, the final uh, in Allentown, Michigan two, Penn State one, in overtime. As Paul said, fifty-two seconds in. Um, man, uh, what a contest! And we'll get to what happened on Thursday and Friday in a minute. But um, uh, the second semi or the first regional for the, of the day was in Bridgeport. Quinnipiac gets a four-one victory of Ohio State. No surprise there really was there, Paul. It was not a surprise that Quinnipiac wins the game. Not a surprise at all. Um, People might be surprised at the way the game went down. Uh, If you looked at it from, you know, purely a statistical point of view, and, you know, people will see that and they'll look and they'll be like, wow, okay. Um, that's, you know, somehow Quinnipiac managed to hang on. Uh, you know, Ohio State took like twice as many shots. Uh, the, the, you know, they outshot Quinnipiac 35-17. But if you're watching the game, you um, Quinnipiac kept the puck to the outside. Peretz made a few big saves. But he did not have to make a whole bunch of acrobatic saves or or save on odd man rushes or those kind of high danger chances. That's the phrase now, right? Grade A's, high danger chances. Uh, that That it would seem like when you get out shot two to one. No, but one thing I will say about that, Paul, is that Yannis Peretz is uh, is a pretty good guy to have as your backstop. Uh, I think it gives the rest of your team a bunch of confidence knowing that 
uh, if you do have an issue, he's probably going to be there to save you uh, nine times out of ten anyway. Uh, so I, I think that frees up the Quinnipiac offense a little bit. And they do play a tremendous defensive style. I mean, Rand Pecknell really knows uh, his roster, and he knows how to build a squad that can take on any type of team, which is why I feel really good about them uh, in the Frozen Four. But, um, okay, so so Quinnipiac is in well, with a 4-1 victory. They, they play, or at least they played this weekend. I, I don't want to say it was like, because I, I'm not that much of an expert. But you watch their team and they kind of play. Um, like I said, they, they force you to the outside. They 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 move, they 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 kind of say, you want to shoot from outside the dots, take a hundred shots. I don't care. They win faceoffs, they block a ton of shots. Um, they get just enough offense to score and win games. And, you know, they've been consistent doing that all year long. You know, they 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 were 0 4 for 4 on the penalty kill. They got a power play goal. A power play goal which kind of basically put the game away late in the third period. They scored two goals in like 20 seconds, and that's really was their their the thrust of their offense for 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 most of the game. And when you look at it now over the long haul of the season, um, their three losses or four losses for the season, two of them were to Colgate, which obviously beat them for the conference championship. And the third and the third out of four was to Cornell, who made the regional finals. So three of their four losses were the team were two teams that eventually made it into the last eight of the season. Or the last sixteen of the season. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, um the only loss they had that you would look back now and say was a quote unquote bad loss was their first loss of the season at Maine. So I mean, and that was coming off of a what looked like obviously a much better result, a, a win in an overtime game to at North Dakota. So I mean, you know, Quinnipiac is is not the 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 blue blood school, but and it's creeping up on that. It's getting there. Yeah, it's uh, creeping well, up know, on there. Get... Rand Pecknell's done a great job with that squad and uh, and the program itself and getting quality players to come in, sending quality players on to the next level, and uh, graduating some pretty good uh, student-athletes. Yeah, and, you know, this is a program that, you know, Pecknell, when did he – I mean, he's been coaching them for forever. Um. And he started when they were Division Two. Yeah, and he still looks, by the way, like he's twenty. Wow! Well, <laughs> You're welcome, like Rand. <laughs> everybody looks like they're anyway compared to us. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, so let's move back. We got to get through these, otherwise we're not going to get a chance to get to the Thursday Friday matchup. So we can go deeper okay. if we have time. 
into these right. teams, and we will as the week goes on. But um, Minnesota wins the Fargo Regional. Uh, you kept texting me, M-I-N-N-E-S-O-T-A, Minnesota, Minnesota, no, Minnesota. Wrong. Go wrong. Gophers. And I kept saying, like, Paul, wrong. just calm down. Wrong, calm. <laughs> wrong, wrong. Anyway, wrong. Minnesota nice, wins nice try, over St. Cloud State 4-1. to one, nice try. Uh, Beats our, our good friend Jackson Caster, who had a really good game, I thought, despite the loss. I mean – that Minnesota team, Paul, like them or not, they're a juggernaut. They just really are. When they decide that they're going to put it together, there's just very few ways to stop them. Well, the first thing you might want to do, you know, um, is, you know, like you said, it's just, they, they, I mean, that game was closer than it, than it looked. I mean, you know, it was 2-1 midway through the third period before Jackson Lacombe made it 3-1. Now, they got an empty netter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it was a and, blowout because we're going to get to the blowouts here in a minute. You know, and St. You know, Cloud had their chances. They just couldn't convert. You know? Um, here, here's the thing, though. If, if you're a team like St. Cloud and you can't convert, and we've seen it all year long with different teams, uh, Denver Pioneers, for example, that finish – their tournament season without a goal in their final two games. Go figure that one out. Well, uh, we'll get into I that. I have in a this right, but okay, I'll save that stat. But yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But anyway, uh, my point being is uh, when Minnesota gets rocking and rolling, it's hard to stop them because they are so talented and they are so deep, and you just can't keep going after them one after another because. Pretty soon they're just gonna find your weak spot and they're gonna beat you, and that's what they did to St. Cloud State. They, you know, they they knew both those teams know each other very well. They're sixty five miles apart for crying out loud. But um, so Minnesota moves on from the Fargo, Fargo Regional. Well, listen, St. Cloud had their chances, right? I mean, they tied the game up early in the second period, but you know, Logan Cooley gets a goal like two minutes later, and that killed all St. Cloud's momentum. And by the way, did you hear the Coyotes howl when he scored? I heard there was a howl I, I, I in didn't. the building. Oh, I okay. did, but you know, I heard there uh, was a howl. Um, yeah, I'm sure that was all the St. Cloud fans screaming. <laughs> it wasn't the Coyote fans? No, no, they have their nope. own issues right now. <laughs> okay, uh, then uh, in the, uh, the the Manchester Regional. Uh, so so let me set this up. The number one seed Michigan wins and advances. The number right. one seed Quinnipiac wins and advances. Right. The number one seed Minnesota wins and advances. What right. the heck happened in Manchester? Because Boston U is uh, is going with a 2-1 victory over Cornell. So it's Boston U, Minnesota, Quinnipiac, and Michigan in the Frozen Four. Paul, what happened in Manchester? <sighs> It's a good question, and I'm sure that it's a question that will be asked internally uh, at Denver uh, all summer long. Um, you know, I, I, I can't sit here. I mean, I, I don't want to not give Cornell any credit. Because Cornell played their their uh, a, a a tremendous defensive game. Their goalie Ian Shane made some big saves. 
he was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Okay, especially in the third period. Um, and you just, you know, uh, it's just it, just to show you how rare what happened on Thursday with the Pioneers is, if I'm looking at it correctly, and I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think to do this earlier or read a story, I guess because I watched the game, but um, if I'm correct, between the game against Cornell and the conference playoff game against uh, Colorado College, that is the first time that um, Denver has been shut out in back-to-back games since February and March of 2007. Yep, I believe you are correct on that. Um, They were shut out by the North Dakota fighting. I think they were still the Sioux at that time. No, 2007, they were still the Sioux. Fighting two. Okay. All right. And uh, and lost their next game uh, to start March uh, against Colorado College. Both of these games, by the way, at Magnus, which is even more shocking. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, by back-to-back identical 3 nothing scores. Um, you know, so uh, that was – and – I'm pretty sure that was also the last time that, well, I don't know, did we count the COVID year or not? But I don't think they the, ever want to count the COVID year. Well, outside of the COVID <laughs> year, that's probably the, I'm pretty sure that's the last time Denver didn't make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you're probably right. So, um, so, so let me give you my hypothesis, my thoughts on what happened to the Denver Pioneers. And um, you'll remember about mid-season, early part of the season, I was watching a Denver Pioneer game in person at Magnus, and I said, I sent you a message, and I said, Paul, this team is loaded, but they've got they've got some issues. They're they're not hard enough on the puck. Um, they just they, they just relied an awful lot on skill and finesse. Um, they lost a lot of one-on-one board battles, and I'm not going to say that was the difference between. Um, the last two games they played and what they had in previous years, because that wasn't solely the difference. I mean, they had scoring opportunities and just didn't finish. But uh, when we had Coach Powers on Tuesday night, I think I can relate it back to this. Uh, He was talking about needing a a big, heavy team. Now, Denver doesn't have to be big and heavy, but the difference between the guys that they lost last year and this year's team, um, Cole Gutman, Bobby Brink, um, Bobby Vorbrink, by the way. Um, and then you look at uh, a guy like Carter Savoy. And the guys were, they were not just talented goal-scoring machines, but they were also gritty. I mean, Cole Gutman got into the dirty areas a lot. Carter Savoy got in the dirty areas, worked the boards hard. Bobby Brink was all over. For his size, he was all over the ice. So, I think they were missing that this year, and I don't know if it'll ever come out or they'll ever admit it or they'll ever uh, say anything about it, but I could see that early on in the year, and I, I was afraid, and I didn't even want to mention it, that they that this might bite them down the stretch because I just didn't see the quote-unquote grit 
that they need to be a championship team again. Well, first of all, I'll say this. that I, I, I don't know if I agree with that assessment. Um, did they miss those guys? Sure. Um, were they a, a, a big skilled team? Yes. Um, could they have used a little more grit? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, it's hard to argue um, based on the last couple of games, but um, uh, I, I would sit here and say that uh, whatever it is that you might have had the feeling of that something might just might be a little off, that's fine. You also you, you're gonna you're not gonna win. Eventually, you're gonna get beat in the tournament. Um, eventually, you're you're gonna have a dry period. Like I said, it's the first time they've been shut out in back to back games uh, since two thousand six, two thousand seven. Um, you just hit those rough periods. Sometimes you hit them at the wrong time. Um. And you can't even, you know, I, you know, you can't even sit there and say um, anything about the goalie because Krona uh, was pretty good on, on he Thursday didn't night. Score. He just didn't score. <laughs> you can't win games without scoring. I'm afraid. Uh, you can't. And th- and, and there is. And listen, and and let's 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 also look at it this way too. CC played a perfect game against them in the conference tournament. Well, of course they did, and I okay. remember and, I said and, that before that. I said, "Here's what they're going to do," because it, you know, they played them enough times now where they knew a style that could work, and it did work. And and Cornell is a big, heavy team. By the way, they are the biggest team I think I've ever seen uh, <laughs> this year in college hockey, and I've seen a lot of college hockey teams, um, you know. And I I thought they were big and heavy, as big and heavy as any of them, you know. Um, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and say that, uh, you know, and, and you're basically playing across the country. Which, by the way, has Denver ever played well in Manchester? I saw something from uh, from Nick at uh, Let's Go DU, and uh, he said, please, NCAA, never send them to Manchester again. Yeah, I think, yeah. what is it, something <laughs> like they've never won there or something in the NCAA George Guazdecki's last game was there. I mean, they, they just, they, they want no part of it. They And no. this year when they went east to Boston, remember what happened with the UMass, right? Right. Uh, they, they did not play very well there and got swept. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think they enjoy that part of it. Um but but like I said, I think they're missing a couple of pieces that just – and, you know, Carter Mazur was wearing a letter this year, and Carter Mazur gave everything he had, but I think he was pushing it the wrong way, if, if I can say that. And Carter, you know I love you, man. But um, your effort was to be a little bit – by gritty, it was like after the whistle, push-shove type thing instead of – um, getting into the dirty areas a little more and grinding out something that maybe could create a goal. It was like, you know, you're not touching my goalie or, you know what, I got in front of the net, I'm going to touch your goalie or however it was. But th- that, that to me seemed just not right, not, just it's out of just, sync. You know, sometimes you're out of sync, even if you are the best team or one of the best teams. You're just out of sync. And, 
that's probably the best explanation or the best uh, thought process you could have about what happened to Denver. They just were out of sync. Well, there was one more thing that I've been told um, they were worried about. I can't even imagine. But I'm oh yeah, you can see they 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 just didn't like my playoff beard this year. They they wanted me to shave it a little early, and they uh, said should, should, we're going to take the sacrifice just to get this guy to shave. You should you should start growing next year's <laughs> playoff beard now, so that this way by the time next year rolls look like around, old man winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't want to be that. Okay, so there you go. That's your four teams. Now, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Thursday and Friday in the NCAA Regional and uh, a few teams from a certain conference that uh, clearly were trying to make a statement, and uh, apparently it worked part of the way. But we'll get back and talk about that in just a minute. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. It is College Hockey 
West Live. It's our Sunday night show where we talk uh, college hockey results. And boy, Paul, this weekend, uh, there was some results. Scott Strandy with you tonight from about 18 stories up above the Colorado River, Laughlin, Nevada. Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host out on Long Island, New York. Paul, um, was there a statement being put out there uh, from a conference? Um, let's see, the Big Ten Thursday and Friday? Um, Whatever. I mean, <laughs> hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me peel back the onion on this one because our own Stephen Marsh was at a uh, AHL game on Friday night and uh, had a chance to visit with some players afterwards. And one of them was Brendan Brisson. And uh, Brendan thought maybe Stephen needed to take that NCHC sweatshirt off and put on a different conference sweatshirt. Um, yeah, like I said, whatever. I mean... <laughs> You just had teams that have a lot of offensive skill that just all got rolling on the same night. Um, how how often does that happen? Have we ever seen this, Paul? Have we ever seen this kind of effort? No. I, well, see, effort or just results. Kind of roll. How about I results? Mean, yeah, I, I I can't remember. Um, uh, a first round, like the last decade or so the first round of the of the hockey tournament has been great let, let me do this let me read the scores for the fans that maybe didn't see them or didn't hear it or are listening for the first time or whatever and then you can comment on it paul uh, after i tell you again michigan 11 colgate 1 penn state 8 michigan tech 0 um ohio state 8 harvard 1 minnesota 9 canisius 2 um do I need to say more? I mean, that's like that that just was unbelievable scoring um in the first round of a tournament and the teams they played Paul, I mean, uh, okay, Canisius maybe was not the best team out there but uh for them to uh to, to get snowballed a, a team like Harvard, a team like Michigan Tech, Colgate, I mean, just to get snowball rolled over uh that that just is un, so unlikely. Yeah, I mean, and Canisius was the closest game yeah. of, of the four. Back <laughs> um, was a 2-2 game going into the third period. And by the way, did you stay up to watch well, the end two. of that one, or you just wait for my text messages? Um, you sent me text Be messages? Honest. Be honest. You sent me text messages? Because usually I ignore them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. You, you, you told me you were hoping for some good news on Friday morning. Oh yeah, well that no, well, yeah no, that's just uh, no. I was out. I was passed out. <laughs> you know, Are we hearing the Minnesota come, Rouser in your head all night long? Fourth, no, yeah, one, uh, no, you, I don't, I, no. Um, the yeah, that game ended way too late. I was never gonna get to stay. I was never gonna be able to stay up and watch the third period. Um. Stupid with. work. I know. Um, but, you know, it's it's a 3-2 game going into the third period. And Kinesis takes a five-minute major. And, you know. Uh, That's I mean, all she wrote. Yeah. I mean, uh, Minnesota got two power play goals early in that five-minute major. Uh, and it just... You know that it was it it was over at that point. I mean, um, 
you know, if you're Canisius, you can't play from behind in a game like this. You were actually winning 2-1. to one. You gave up that late goal in the second period to make it 3-2, other yep. maroon and gold team. And that was pretty much all she wrote after that. Um, Here's what shocked me, Paul. I never expected Harvard to give up eight to Ohio State and only score one. I no never, ex- I never expected Michigan Tech to give up eight to Penn State and not score at all. Well, that uh, was that. Was, to me, that was the craziest game oh, yeah. of, of 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 all of them. Um, not because Penn State can't score, because obviously that's what they do. Okay. That is what, uh, that that's what you know. That's what Penn State does. But um, you know, Michigan Tech. I mean, it's 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 actually not the first time they've gave up that many goals in a game. Um, they gave up eight to Western Michigan, who was another high flying offensive team. But you still don't expect in a playoff situation for a team that plays that kind of defense to give up that many goals. You know, uh, you know the the the. Uh, it's just that is just there is no way in heck you would expect that to happen. Um, what what you did expect to happen though, 80, Paul. What you did expect to happen was Quinnipiac and Yana Peretz shut out Merrimack 5 nothing. Well, that, of course, angered a lot of Fairbanks fans. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> and and how, about it. You know, those... how about Boston U? How about Boston U with a 5-1 victory over Western Michigan? What the heck happened to that high-flying offense at Western Michigan who completely went down the drain the last uh, two weeks of their season? No, I don't want to say anything um, because um, as the season wore on, uh, Hockey East and its conference uh, and their pairwise, they went from having five or six teams in the pairwise, 16 down to basically one in BU. Who I who I was not that it takes a genius to to have been on that team all year long, but you know uh, you had uh, a, a Merrimack team that uh, basically I guess they ran out of gas. You know sometimes that happens to teams that play like four weeks or five weeks worth of playoff games. And they actually get to the playoffs, and they're just out of gas. And that's kind of what that game looked like to me. It did. And uh, when you're up against a goaltender like Yanov Peretz, um, you you don't get too many second chances. You know, and, and you know, it just, as you could see, Quinnipiac shuts down a lot of teams. And... You know, they did, that's why they're going to Tampa. You know, um, 
Okay, let me let me quickly go through these regional scores just so you have them. The uh, the, the the opening day of the regional tournament uh, in Manchester, it was Boston U five, Western Michigan one. It was Cornell two, Denver nothing. In Fargo, St. Cloud State took care of Minnesota State four nothing. I got to ask you about that one in a minute. Um, Minnesota nine, Canisius two. In Bridgeport on Friday, it was uh, Ohio State eight, Harvard one. Quinnipiac five, Merrimack zero, and um, in Allentown, of course, Penn State eight, and uh, Michigan Tech nothing, and uh, Michigan eleven, Colgate one. Um, your your purple your purple Mavericks. What the heck happened to them against St. Cloud State? Uh, listen, you know, um, once again, we're talking about. A team that looked like they might have been knocked out of the tournament at one point. Um, and just ran into uh, a St. Cloud team that Jackson Caster had a big night. And, you know, uh, it's, it's not like they lost to a team in St. Cloud that wasn't at one point uh, in the number one spot. No, no, I'm not taking anything away from St. Cloud. What I'm saying is I didn't expect a Mike Hastings team um, to be powerless, if you will, nor did I expect a David uh, Carl team to be powerless. They outshot um, St. Cloud 34-21. I know. I'm telling and, you. and not getting the puck in the net is not something that Minnesota State is used to. Well, like Jack, like I said, they they ran into a hot goalie that night in Jackson Caster, and you know, you go zero for three on the power play, you give up a power play goal. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they also got an empty net goal, but um, you know, you gave up two goals in the last. In the second half of the second period, it was scoreless till about eight minutes in. And it was a power play. And like I said, Jackson Caster had a big night, made 34 saves. Some of them were huge, and some of them were highlight-like. Exactly. Okay, so that gets us through the regional tournament. Um Let's take another quick break. Let's go back and uh, and let's talk about this portal thing. <laughs> Not only portal, but let's talk about the portal and guys that have made the jump. Because uh, I've got a couple of names for you that I want to get your opinion on 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 air um, right. that I thought really had some good um, debuts, whether it be NHL, AHL, whatever. We'll be right back. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than some good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, as well as its ghost kitchen. Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. All right. I had to get that in there because uh, I'm missing the Spaghetti Shack, Paul. It's uh, start of week two 
on the road for me, and uh, I'm, I'm missing the spaghetti and meatball. Tomorrow night is Meatball Monday, and uh, I could really use some good comfort food, uh, as you like to say. Um, so let's get back into this thing. It's not just the uh, teams going on to try to win a national championship, and as you mentioned, 12 teams eliminated this weekend, down to Final Four now, the Frozen Four, headed to right. Tampa Bay to play at Amelie Arena. Um, so we'll find that out. Uh, in just a little bit, but the other thing that's happening and it always happens every year, uh, guys jump into the portal. They want to move on guys sign. Some guys don't sign that we think are going to sign. So, um, let's break this down just a little bit. We'll save the portal for last because I thought one of the guys that I've gotten familiar with, as you know, over the last couple of, uh, of years at Colorado college is Hunter McCown. Um, he was recruited by the previous regime. Um, Chris Mayak came in and and basically I think did a fantastic job of upping Hunter's game, his total game. Um, Chris reminded him, he told me many times that he always reminds Hunter about if you want to play at the next level, you better do this, this, and this. And if you want to play at the next level, I better see this, this, and this. I better see this in practice. I better see it on the ice and the games. And um, Hunter really took to that. And uh, he's got a big body. He's got a great shot. Um, and, wow, over the last two years, Paul, the development of that that young man, who, by the way, is still only 20 years old. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. But he made his debut um, with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I don't remember the team that they played. But, anyway, um, they, they worked pretty hard against them. Well, McCown had a good night at the first shot of the game. His team did win in overtime after blowing a two-goal lead. In the third period. But let's also remember where Columbus is in the standings. Well, I get that. He might have a new teammate um, that that a lot of people are excited to watch, by the way. Um, That's possible. It's possible. We'll we'll see how that uh, goes down with the NHL. Um, Do you think they want Connor Bedard to go to Columbus? Do I think they – Gary Bettman will say wherever he goes, he goes. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice that you uh, have your Gary Bettman uh, knowledge down. Anyway, uh, no, so I'm yeah, just... so Hunter McCown, I thought, fit right in. And people said, oh, my goodness, he couldn't make a, you know, barely made the uh, the World Junior team. And some guys and some players and some young men mature at different paces. And I saw Hunter this summer and talked to Coach Mayotte in Detroit and, and coach said, yeah, I don't know if he's going to make this team. I just don't know if he's going to do it. And um, and I said, really? Because it looked like um, Josh Doan, Hunter McCown, and um, who am I thinking about from uh, BU? Drawing a blank on <laughs> I do this all the time. Oh, I should true. punch myself in the head. Luke, um, uh, anyway. Ah. Uh, uh, his brother played for the, the Golden Knights and was a big part of the trade to Buffalo Luke for Jack I Tuck. Luke Tuck. Luke, I'm sorry. I am so sorry for hours forgetting you. But I thought that group was a line that was going to be the the hard line to play against in the, in the uh, World Juniors. And um, none of them made the first round. Hunter made the second. Uh, Luke was hurt and didn't make it. And Josh, we couldn't figure out why he he didn't have the, the summer that he had. But um, now 
Josh Doan decides to turn pro, plays last weekend, this, not this yeah. past weekend, weekend before, scores right. his first goal on Tuesday night. Um, seems yeah. to be fitting in fairly well um, with the AHL franchise in Tucson. Um, right. So just your thoughts on those two, Paul. Well, I mean, we knew McCown was going to, was, was going to go. Um, it was, uh, I believe he was a free agent. So he, you know, he uh, could, yes, he was Paul. And he did he uh, visit with a lot of different places. As a matter of fact, I believe coach Mayhot uh, encouraged many teams to take a closer look at him during the season. Right. So, I mean, he had a chance to go probably to, a, and he probably went somewhere where I could play right away. And I, I'm sure that that was a, 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 a deciding factor in where he signed. You know, guys want to play. And gee, I could go play in the NHL in, in place A, or I can go play in the AHL in place B, C, D, and E. So um, I can't blame a guy for signing with a team that's going to let him play in the NHL. He'll get a couple of weeks there with Columbus. Uh, maybe they'll get the first pick. Maybe they'll get the second pick. Who knows? Um, we'll have to see what the NHL, I mean, the ping pong balls decide. Right? They do it by ping pong balls. I don't, I don't know how they. Okay. Right? It's like like a, a whole list of combinations, right? Four numbers. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know why. I'm not even going to get into it. I don't even want to know about it. But anyway. Yes, you those, do, because you asked me about it. So who no, are you kidding? Those two uh, those two got to me uh, when I saw it, because I was so happy for both of those young men. I had a chance to visit with Josh, as you know, after his debut in Tucson a couple of Fridays ago. And um, and and Hunter is just, uh, you know, well, he comes from a great family, just a hardworking kid. I, I thought it was great in the interview. Um his parents, they said, uh, how does he like Columbus? He said, oh, he loves it. He, he, he was a California kid, but he loves the Midwest. And I'm going like, Hunter, are you okay, man? <laughs> okay, well, first you sure of you all, wouldn't want to be a king or First of all, I, as, duck, I'm, sure you were, or, I'm sure you were watching the uh, – Sharks. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the Blue Jackets coverage. Uh, what the heck do you – Who do they play I, anyway? Huh? Who did the Blue Jackets play that night? Because I was watching the Blue Jackets coverage, but they were playing the Islanders. Okay. okay. Um. Gee, I, 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 your son signed an NHL contract. Um, how does he like it? How does he like it? Oh, he hates it here. He signed because he hates it. Uh, seriously, what kind of a question is that? <laughs> fluff. Oh my God, it's fluff. Not even fluff. It's just. <laughs> Anyway, congratulations, Hunter. But, congratulations, Josh Doan. Yeah, both, um, you know, getting those first points as pros. Good for those guys. Yeah, um, and the Coyotes swear that, that Josh is going to stay in Tucson all year. I just, I don't buy that. I just don't buy it. I don't want to get, I, we can get into that, I guess, if you want. Not, no, um, not, not for long, but we got other things to talk about, but. Well, that's what, I mean, we, we have two weeks between now and the Frozen Four, so we have plenty of. Um, no, we got coaches to get to as well. So we'll, well have I know, so that's it's fine. Um, 
But there was a whole bunch of guys that obviously have signed. Um, Anybody else signed that you can throw out there that, that maybe is in our coverage area that you're going like, wow, didn't see that coming, or wow, he's really good. He's uh, getting an opportunity. Well, um, I believe we talked about it last week. Jacob Samick signed in, in Utah. Yep. Right. I'm, I'm talking um, about the really the next level. Anybody that you saw go to the, the professional ranks that you said, well, I didn't know he was going to step right in because that's the moment I had with uh, Hunter McCown. Well, I, I, I want to see what uh, we talked about. I, I want to see what Devin Levi does up there in Buffalo, considering where they are in the standings. Um, we know he's a really good goalie. Um, you know, as far as um, guys that left, that signed as, you know, there's there's all different types of, you know, already tons and tons of guys signed, especially in the East Coast League, right? Um, a few guys have signed into the AHL um, that were not, you know, that were like free agents, et cetera. So, I mean, specifically, uh, I'm sure you're thinking of somebody that I'm not. So, no, I, I'm I'm thinking on the other front, Paul. I'm thinking that, um, and you're you're you've been hinting at me on this for a couple of weeks now. But um, Robert Master Simone appears not to be signing with Detroit. Well, and that, that, that may mean that tonight. So yeah, that he may be a uh, free agent, go wherever he wants um, with the team that didn't draft him, didn't sign him to this point, but. Uh, how realistic do you think it is for him to come back to Arizona State? And and, and is he going to do that? Well, uh, I mean, that is, you know, if, you know, I guess that would be the gray area of the question I asked the coach. Does he expect everybody else back? That You know, that could be the gray area. You know, uh, in terms of, of did well, he, he told us he said things. he expects nobody else to be gone so to speak right turn, and then you asked so, him about anybody come back he goes no no we're not bringing any any more fifth year guys back i don't know if that's what he said or not oh i got it on tape because i well, went back and listened to it I, I don't know i mean i'm not gonna say he can't change his mind or wouldn't do so i mean you got a guy like robert masters morning that says i want to come back and play and has eligibility well that's why it. Well, that's why a, wouldn't you but but he made it pretty know. clear, I thought, on our show that, um, yeah, we're not we're not going to take anybody back, a fifth year guy. We're we're going forward here, and I think with uh, I with know. the I amount of turnover on that, that roster, I think you would definitely take him back in a heartbeat. Well, basically, when I asked the question, I was thinking about Master Simone and Lucas Sillinger, and I think we know that Lucas is coming back. So, I mean. They they definitely need some veteran guys. I mean, so I not, mean, those not just are the guys veterans, that, but he can he can rewrite another year of records. You know, definitely can always can definitely use the offense. Um, so we're gonna see. I mean, like I said, those are the guys I was asking about, but you know, it's it's a it's a matter of interpretation on the answer. Okay, a couple of things I want to throw at you in the portal that I guess kind of surprised me. 
uh, first and foremost from Minnesota Duluth, Isaac Howard in the portal? Who's going to get him? Because he's a player. Well, he's going to be – well, I think he's already committed to Michigan State. Wow. Well, I didn't know that, but – Wow, that that's all I can say about that. And Colorado College has a trio that uh, jumped into the portal: Kate Aaronholtz, Brett Chorsky, and Nate Schweitzer. And uh, boy, if you're if you're a coach out there somewhere and you're looking for three guys that you might want to pick that have pretty good pedigree and have have been through a system of learning how to win, those three I think would be pretty good choices for you to pick up in the portal. Well. I would sit here and 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 tell you that, um, you know, guys want to play. And like I said, there are three basic expansion teams coming into NCAA Division One hockey next year. Even though one of them played this year, you know, maybe more. We don't know. And. So uh, those guys would be good pickups for for locker rooms and 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 uh, it's also no coincidence that those are guys that were not recruited to CC by Chris Mayock. Right, and and when that happens, uh, you do expect some of them to uh, to slide through, you know, unless they find their way there. But anyway, I, I just those are the ones that caught my my eye um, that. Surprised about Ben Cross playing another year? I thought he had a great no. year when he played with Arizona State. Not surprised, but he wants to play too. Yeah, and I think he may have uh, upped his stock the last couple of uh, weeks of the season. You know, it's just let's face it. You know, um, there's only one net. Only one guy can play. Very few teams go with two guys. Okay, I'm going to surprise you on this one as we uh, get ready to close out this episode, but. Um, really, really quiet in Denver since they were eliminated. Um, your thoughts on the pioneers, because I kind of had a feel of some guys that were going to make the jump as soon as the season was over with, but boy, now the way the season ended, uh, I don't know if they're just taking time to, uh, to, to try to figure things out or just to get over the way it ended, or if they're really contemplating coming back. Um, I would sit here and say that guys are coming back. If you're going to sign, they would have done it already. When you look at it, I mean, maybe Sean Barron's, you know, considering how loaded the Avalanche normally are when they're healthy. Um, Shai Booyam, Detroit's not going to rush him. Well, that's for, you know, these Carter Mazer. Detroit's probably not going to rush him either. Well, I didn't get to the forwards yet, but, um, you know, usually these teams like these guys to play three years of college hockey once they get them there. Unless you're the Coyotes. Yeah, well, (laughs) once again, I will leave that alone. (laughs) I hit that nerve again. I love it. Um, So... I mean, you get maybe I should be a dentist because my dentist seems to hit my nerve quite frequently. Oh, maybe. Um, You know, so I mean, you're sitting there, and you know, like if you're Webster McCade, Tampa Bay's not going to rush. He's not going to. What are you going to do? 
you're going to be in, if you're going to play in the ECHL or the AHL because you're not playing in Tampa, stay in Denver. You know, um, like I said, most of the time you guys are not going pro after their freshman year unless they are the the you know Kent Johnson or the Owen Power type top five picks. Boy, I'm glad you said that. Did you see Kent Johnson score the Michigan? Uh, I don't know what's a Michigan. <laughs> I thought of you the moment I heard that announcer say that. I'm going like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what's what's a Michigan? But I guess I if you're going to say it's the Michigan, you might as well say it till the Michigan kid scores it. Oh, we all know it's lacrosse. That? It's a lacrosse goal. Oh, lacrosse. Oh, see, I know what lacrosse is. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I saw it. I was watching. I told you that. <laughs> that is. Just checking. Yeah. Um, it's an insult to lacrosse players when you do that. It's a yeah, lacrosse well, move. I, I, I didn't do it. It was the announcer there that, that pulled it oh, off. But... Once again, they're wrong. Okay, so so a couple things quickly to wrap up on then. You saw one Logan Cooley play. Um, is he is he an Arizona Coyote in three weeks? Why? I'm asking you. Is he or is he not? Um, once again, but I'm at, but the see I'm I'm, I'm going to sit here and tell you that what would be the point of bringing him in for the last week of the season? You're already trying to let's 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 not pretend that that uh, burning years of entry level contracts is something they do regularly. <laughs> no. But I'm saying next season. Let's let's say next season then. Logan Cooley uh, start the season with the Arizona Coyotes. I don't know. Talk to me after Tampa Bay. Okay, I will. I got your number. Yeah, I know. Talk <laughs> to me then, because if they win, God forbid, <laughs> it might well, change the answer. Uh, let me quickly say this: Who do you want to win least, Minnesota or Michigan? I think we know the answer to that question. Uh, well, I don't know because you were pretty, pretty strong against Michigan last year, and, uh, and I, rightfully I, so. And and I don't know if if either one of those teams would would upset your stomach more. Well, the the one of the issues with with Michigan is that that it was taken care of. The guy was fired. Right. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> he left. He left to play golf. Yeah. Well, we're. There are there are stories and rumors. So, um, the fact is, they still haven't named Brandon Norado the the, the the permanent head coach. They're still calling him the interim coach. He only made the Frozen Four. Um, <laughs> try explaining that when you don't bring him back. Um, or so, if he wins a national championship, then how do you do it? Yeah. Um, no, it's still an easy. That's still an easy question to answer. Okay, anybody else you see? Uh, one Matthew Nyes, anybody like that you think might uh, make the jump after uh, Tampa Bay? Notables, I should say. Any notables? I think Adam Fantilli is gone somewhere well, after the draft. That will, once again, depend on who drafts him. What about Sammy? 
Sammy the game winner, as we call him now. I'm not even going to respond to that idiocy. <laughs> anybody? Anybody jump out at you that that might make the jump and might be able to hard. do something down the playoffs? I mean, it, I who knows? You know, I mean, the, the NHL playoffs isn't here yet. The, the 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 regionals just ended. I know that's why I'm that's why I'm giving you a chance to break something. Oh, besides no, I, a bone, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't have that kind of inside information. I'm not you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think the interesting one is Robert Master Simone and where he goes or doesn't go, um, because I think he would be a big piece of a rebuilding Arizona State team, and I think that's obvious. It's a rebuild. Well, I, I, um, I can't imagine that. If he doesn't sign with somebody, that he's not going to come back. You know, yeah, I wouldn't think play. he's going anywhere else at this point. Well, he could theoretically. I know he could, but I don't think he wants to do that at this point in his career. But who knows? We'll see. I mean, he he could be one of those guys that gets a letter and leads the team to who knows. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe to sit and watch like Fairbanks, which would be a terrible thing. But anyway. You know, All right, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. And the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, comfort food quickly, with three locations in Arizona, Tempe, Pine Top, and the Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at whatever your favorite podcast platforms are. Subscribe, rate, and review ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Help people find the show. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Uh, I will say congratulations to the four teams that will be traveling to Tampa Bay next week to uh, to compete for a national championship. That'd be Minnesota, Michigan, Boston University, and Quinnipiac. Um, I, I'm getting hate mail already, but I like you, Bobcats. I really want to see the Bobcats do something special because I, I waited all year long to see your team and to see how good you really were. I think you're something special. Yonder Peretz, I think you can get it done. Well, let's put it this way. Um, 
I'm certainly you you can you you can you can accuse me now of East Coast bias. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think I'll have to. I think there's plenty of people out there that'll do that. Well, yeah, well, I'm just saying that. <laughs> You, you want Boston U or Quinnipiac or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. Big M, little M, they don't register with you this in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, like I said, it's not like uh, <laughs> I haven't been on those two teams all year long. Uh, not that it <laughs> took a genius to do that, but so. I hear you. All right. Uh, reminder, you and I will be back tomorrow night with analytics and eyeballs Tuesday night. Uh college hockey west weekly wednesday night is uh the great west college hockey podcast which by the way i'm going to give a little tease out for two things the great west college hockey podcast is once again changing ever so slightly with the name um we're going to be the top 20 coming up in just a little bit i'll give you the whole name a little bit the top 20 teams in acha hockey is where we're spreading our wings to and thursday april 13th a big night for everybody in college hockey who wants to see their teams, uh, their players advance to the AHL because the AHL Pacific Division is going to be under our wing completely on the 13th of April as we introduce the Pro Hockey West Report podcast Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. You don't want to miss it. All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. <laughs>